Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, we continue in our series, Start. Let's see what God's Word has for us from lead pastor, Antoine Lasseter. So for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about rhythms. Um, and so we're in the middle of it, and spiritual rhythms are your regular pattern uh, for connecting with God. So everyone here has to have some regular pattern of connecting with God, because here's the challenge that we have. If you're not intentional about it, you will neglect it. So um, everybody's busy, Right? So if you don't, if you're not, if we're not intentional about spending time with God, you won't. Can we just keep it real? I know you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost self. Um, you, you wake up with Jesus on your mind. Yeah, the whole church is like, mm. um, but the challenge is, what are we doing on a regular basis to connect with God? Not just on Sunday. Because many of us, we use this as a fuel for the remaining of the week. So this is the only time that we're going to pray. This is the only time that we're going to worship. This is the only time we're going to read Scripture. And it ain't even us reading Scripture. It's me reading it for you. And so if we're going to get serious about the things of God, we need to be intentional and create healthy rhythms, spiritual rhythms. And the whole church said, I'm going to make y'all talk back to me today. Um, I want you to think about this for a minute. With the start of a new year, we, on January 15th, we're literally halfway through the first month of this new year. What do you think about that? So many of us, we want desire to have, um, play, we want to have our patterns and routines to strengthen our walk with God. Amen. I, I want to have these spiritual ry- rhythms, not so I can be a legalist or beat myself up. I want to have these spiritual um, rhythms because I want to be in a, in a healthy, strong relationship with God. Because spiritual rhythms help to nourish our soul. When you're tired, the remedy is going to sleep and waking up and you feel better. But when you weary, ain't enough sleep in the world. That's a soul issue. And so if we're going to be healthy, if we're going to be strong in the Lord, we have to create the rhythms now. Some of us, we pray harder when pain comes. And then for others, uh, we forget to pray when we have success. What would happen if we prayed with the awareness that God is who he says he is, whether I'm struggling or whether I'm successful, men ought to always pray. And so we're going to talk about prayer, but if you're taking notes, I want, to put, I want you to put this phrase either in your phone or nobody write notes anymore with their hands, but uh, I want you to put this phrase, to deepen Uh, My relationship with God, spiritual rhythms help to nourish our soul and to deepen our relationship with God. So I want you to put to deepen my relationship with God. Here's a question, a theoretical, a theoretical, a rhetorical one. What would happen if we as a church prioritize prayer? Let me just break it. Let me just go to your front door. Let me in. What would happen? If you prioritize prayer, many of us would never enter that relationship. Many of us wouldn't have took that job. 
What would have happened if we prioritized our relationship with God by creating rhythms to help protect and practice? We must be intentional. Spending time with God rarely happens accidentally. If we make no plans to spend with God, when will we? Uh, coming to church in the local setting, and Elder Nathan is saying, actually, but give me room. Give me room, Nate. Um, coming to church does, is a, uh, a Sunday morning worship experience or what have you, church, is a Saturday decision. And so we have to train ourselves. We have to practice. We have to create the routines to make decisions for our benefit. And so we often find ourselves weak, feeling disconnected, not just from each other, but from God when we don't prioritize our relationship with him. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. I'm not going to ask you to stand for this one, but we're going to stand and we're going to pray um, later on. But uh, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Any weary and burdened people? And I, speaking of Jesus, will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me right there. So um, we are breaking up this year into four, uh, four quarters. And the first quarter is um, from January, February, March, learning from Jesus. We must say, I must. So y'all can help me preach. I must learn from Jesus. I know what my mom and daddy said. I know what the, what the famous... Non-theologian TikToker said, I'm going to learn from Jesus for myself. And so I need godly people in my life to help uh, encourage me in the things of God. But Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will. Not maybe. You will find rest for your souls. What's tired? Our souls. For my yoke is easy. And my grandfather was here. He'll say, because my yoke. All right, well, I don't have the gift, so why start? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so many of us on the prayer call, our prayer is real simple. Lord, keep me focused. Keep me consistent because my flesh don't want to pray. My flesh don't want to do spiritual things. And so, um, so we broke up these spiritual rhythms into rest. So the first one is rest, um, and that's creating Sabbaths. That's creating habits where you simply do that. You rest. Um, the second thing is Bible reading. Um, we have started as a church. It's not too late, but as a church, we're reading the Bible together chronologically. There's many different avenues to do so. We've had people reach out to some of the elders in the church and some of the teachers of the church and say, hey, I don't understand this. That's why we want to read it together. So it's Bible reading. It's fasting and feasting. And, and so some of us are fasting from uh, complete meals. Others are like um, their favorite, your favorite meal, they're fasting from it. Others are our, even our teenagers, you know, they was like, hey, I got to ease into this. I can't give up my PlayStation 5 entirely, but I, I give up, you know, 30 minutes. I'm baby steps, dad, baby steps. So, so we're always, we're fasting from something for something. 
And so we're not trying to make you fast. I mean, I would love if all of us participate, but um, the, the idea here is to set aside some time that we sacrifice and give up so that we can seek the Lord together as a church. For some, they, it's, it's not even fasting. It's like, Pastor, Reverend, I do good getting up at 6.30, 3 in the morning and participating in prayer. Amen. I'll take it. I'll take it. So um, we're fasting from something, fasting for something. And then uh, many of us know how to afflict ourselves, but many of us, because of trauma and our past, we don't know how to celebrate. So there are, there are rhythms of fasting and there's rhythms of feasting. And we want to be a balanced church. And we want to fast and feast. Right now, I want to feast while I'm fasting. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. So um, we're going to focus on prayer. So I want you to shoot back at me. I want you to consider this question. Um, it's not, it is right and wrong answers, but that's not what I'm going for. Uh, the simple question is, what is prayer? So before you, before you yell it out, I want you to think about it. And now for anybody who gets too deep, keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. Well, it depends. The word prayer in the Greek, now nah, just, just, just chill. It's real simple. Okay, so if you're watching online, thank you for watching. You can participate as well. So just shout it out to me. What is prayer? Communication. Talking to God. Conversation with God. What else? So we generally agree with that. Right? So, um, so here's what's interesting. Basically, prayer is talking to God, and our definition of prayer may vary for the most part, but we know what it is, yet we do so little of it. I mean, if you think about your natural relations, whether you're married or, or you have children or you have coworkers, it's hard to go to work. Well, for some, this is not true. I go to work, and I don't talk to nobody, okay? Uh, <laughs> Every analogy eventually breaks down. Um, but in order for us to have healthy relationships, we have to talk to people. Don't talk to your uh, mortgage company. See what happens. So communication is a two-way street. We talk and we listen. So um, many of us struggle in this area, um, if we're honest. So I, I just want you to step out on faith because we're just recognizing where we are. We're going to recognize where we are, and then we're going to um, pray and help and ask the Lord to get us uh, to where we need to be. But let's just be honest. Like, how many of us struggle with prayer? Just raise your hand. Just be honest. How you struggle with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and so um, the first thing it requires in terms of an assessment is to determine where you are. Because if you don't struggle with it, you may have a tendency to just overlook the next few moments because that's not your thing. And so I believe that even if you don't struggle with it, that we can go deeper with it because I used to be under the uh, impression that I pray when I'm in the car. And I pray when, you know, I'm standing in line. I'm praying when I go to the bank and I hope the money hit. I pray. But is there... A an intentionality to my prayers. And am I praying the correct prayers? Like, I got to say it because that's just who I am. I'm human. Um, when I was driving down the highway and I saw um, that lottery at $2.1 billion, I started praying. <laughs> now, 
Lord help me. Um, uh, and so, uh, so we just want to make sure that when we pray, our expectation is for God to answer the uh, prayer, but it goes against his will. And now we're upset with God because the answer to our prayer hasn't come. Well, if we pray and it's against his will, it ain't going to happen. And if it does, he didn't answer it, the devil did. So we want to make sure that when we're talking to God that we understand not only what prayer is, but the purpose. I've seen people that can pray so eloquently publicly and don't pray privately. And so it's not in our, the, the uh, excellent of speech. It's not in that. It's in a sincere heart. It's, in, it's being honest with God. It's going to the secret place and say, Lord, if you don't come see about me, there are some ugly praise that I, prayers that I prayed. And so um, prayer begins with God, and, um, it, and, and it begins with God, and prayer is essential because prayer is also at the heart— it, the heart is at prayer. Worship is at the heart of prayer. And, and so Matthew 6, and, um, chapter 6, verse 8 says, For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So prayer doesn't inform God, but involves God. And so that's why prideful men and women don't pray. And so prayer keeps us humble. Uh, write this down. Without the word of God and without prayer, we are powerless. And so you're going to be known for, your, yes, you're, you're a great philosopher and, you're, and your intellect is, is measured by none. It's, it's, you're wonderful. But um, if this church is going to fulfill the mission and the mandate of, of what God has called this church to do, we're going to have to be a church full of prayer warriors. I don't want to be a church that strategizes so well that the Spirit of God is not even invited in our sanctuaries. We have to make sure that we get back to prayer. The church must come together in prayer and unity. We can be theologically sound but powerless. We can be doctrinally accurate but powerless. This church, you and I, we need to be a people of prayer. Husbands, you need to be a man of prayer. Wives, you need to be a woman of prayer. Children, you need to be a person of prayer. We need to pray. And so, but prayer is work. And so that's why half of us, if not nearly all of us, we find it a struggle to pray because the strategy is prayer. If you want to know the mission, vision, values of that church, the mission and vision and values of this church must be soaked in prayer. And so we have to make sure that this is a church that prays. Uh, Martin Lord Jones said it this way, prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. It's the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when upon his knees he comes face to face with God. Yes, you can read that book about 12 steps to become a better man. You can read that book about seven ways to be a better wife or whatever. But if you're not praying, we got to be a people of prayer. Prayer is like breathing. Now, for all you who are not um, respiratorily 
um, disadvantage, I want you to hold your breath until I say stop. All right? Okay, you ready? Go, hold your breath. Some of y'all didn't even start. <laughs> Where is he going with this? <laughs> you don't have to think about breathing, but it takes, it takes work to stop breathing. But if prayer is like breathing, prayer should be natural. And what happens is when a person, a believer does not pray, they are cutting off their systems. When, oh, Rob says, I'm still praying. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still holding my breath. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Line in the house of God. Okay. I mean, that's between you and the one that created you. Um, so you don't have to think about breathing. It's natural. It's a sign of life. When something happens to someone, they immediately check for signs of breathing. That's why it's more difficult to hold your breath than it is to breathe. It should be more difficult to stop praying than it is actually to pray. And so if we understand who he is, and we should, and remember, we're growing in the knowledge of him. So whether we have infant-like faith or whether we monsters in the kingdom, whatever the case may be, the more we learn from Jesus, the more we we understand who he is, then prayer should be coming like our second. It should be coming intuitive. It should be like the very breath that we breathe. And if it's not, I'm not beating you up. I'm encouraging you start somewhere. Prayer is breathing. Prayer is sharing the needs, burdens, and hungers of our hearts with a God who cares. When we understand just how fragile we are, then and only then will we live in total dependence on God. Problems have a way of correcting the notion that we do not need to pray. We do not need to pray because we fail to understand just how desperate we are. The tragedy of this hour is that the situation is desperate but the people of God aren't. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. Um, put it, listen to this. These are different translations. Uh, uh, pray constantly. I never stop praying. Pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. Constantly praying. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. I think the Bible wants us to pray. And so um, you get the point, right? Paul said in his previous, this is Thessalonians, um, 1 Thessalonians. He says in his previous verses that we have to be active and aware, being ready for the return of Jesus. How do we maintain our sanity? The saints' prayer. Now, now listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying that you're going to pray and I'm not going to go to therapy. You need both. Yes. I'm just, I'm honestly, listen, I'm a little older now. And um, I, I, look, if, if I had the t real talk, Gina, if I had the time, I will go back and get my LCSW. I will become a therapy, therapist, and I will help most of you. <laughs> oh, that's a 40 and slip. Tanya's like, mm. <laughs> help them, Lord. <laughs> 
My point is, okay, I got to just move. Y'all just going to have to, I'll explain that. Uh, my email address is C, an administrator. All right, so um, nothing says more. Lord, help me. Nothing, y'all need to pray for me. Are you praying now? Uh, nothing says more about our spiritual condition than prayer. Prayer reveals who we are. Prayer is our relationship with God. Our relationship with God is forged through prayer. When we fail to pray, it says a lot about us because prideful people don't pray, but praying people know they need God. We need his power. We need his strength. We need his wisdom. Prayer is bringing everything to the attention of God. If we find our hearts are littered with sin, lust, whatever it is, we must lay those things out before God until our souls are free from them. And then when our souls are free from them, we are to keep returning to him to remain free. Prayer helps us deal with self. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, pray at all times. Uh, Colossians 4 and 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer. Prayer is the recognition that we need God, and prayer helps us to think kingdom. Hashtag. Thank you. Appreciate it. It took me four hours to come up with that. So we got to keep thinking kingdom. Thinking kingdom is living in a way that pleases God in every area of our life. And this is allowing the Lord to lead and guide us. Prayer involves the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when we pray, we are, um, we are, um, we, we're, we're, we're using or we're involving the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, <clears throat> put it this way. So Jesus paid the debt. So who are we praying to? We're praying to the Father. Jesus makes it um, possible through his sacrifice, through his death um, on the cross so that we may have access to the Father. And so the scripture says that when we are too weak to pray, when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit of God um, intercedes for us and, and, and helps us to pray the prayer that the Father will answer. So we see the working of the Holy Spirit. So in church, when we pray, we'll say, uh, Lord, bless this church or bless this in the name of Jesus. Because when the Father sees us because of Jesus' sacrifice, he sees Jesus and not our messy sin. So Jesus allows us to be able to access the Father. And then what we learn is that the Scripture says that we can now go boldly to the throne having obtained mercies to be able to make our petitions known to God. This is prayer. And so we're going to close today with praying. All right? And so I want to show, yes, I want to show um, the importance of prayer because some people think that when they pray, um, it removes the challenges. It does not. The scripture says that it rains on the just and the unjust, right? So um, y'all got to bear with me. Um, so so here's, here's what happens. So this is Amanda, and um, you about to get messy. So this is Amanda, and this is trouble. 
So trouble always comes, right? Because the scripture says it rains on the just and the just. I hate for the person who got to clean this up. Lord bless him. Bless him, Jesus. So it's, it rains on the just and the unjust. But because we are children of God and we have a father, he gives us an umbrella of grace. And so although it rains on us, what happens is when, he, when we open the umbrella of grace, now it's still raining. And she's still walking in wet. She's still walking in the rain, but it's not affecting her as much. And that's why the people of God got to keep praying, because we have a tendency to do this. It's happening for us, Lord, and now we, keep, now we stop doing the very thing that got us covered. And so what the Lord desires for this church to do is simple. I don't care what storm come, keep the umbrella of grace. The umbrella of grace is nurtured in the spiritual rhythms. I'm reading the word of God. I'm, I'm attending church. I'm, I'm doing all the things I know how to do because the storm's going to come. The wind going to come. But the umbrella of grace can cover us. And that's what we need. And so it get messy. You see what I did there? <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. So here's what happens. If we cre- continue to create, <laughs> you walk around with all that stuff in your head, <laughs> and a nerve to have lots at that, um, you'll be finding them for the next two or three weeks. The Lord be kind. So we want to get in the habit of grace, of, 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 of prayer. So we're going to put the Lord's Prayer up here, and I want you guys to help. We're going to pray corporately. You're going to play something soft. Now, we just set an atmosphere, but let's just be honest. Most times when we're praying, um, we're just praying to him. We don't have to set the atmosphere, so to speak. Um, what we do need to set the postures of our hearts. And so when Jesus created these rhythms that the disciples noticed, I want you to see this. Jesus created a rhythm that the disciples noticed. That he will go. He'll go alone. And sometimes it's early morning. And then one time he stayed so late that they wondered where he was. And then they figured, oh, he's going to pray. So in Matthew chapter 6, they asked him. That's smart. I mean, we're watching how when you go pray and you come back, powerful things happen. So um, teach us how to pray. And because, because sometimes when we hear teach, we make it a formula. And so we repeat prayers that we don't believe. It's the posture of our heart. And so he says, therefore, um, you should pray like this. And here's what I want us to sort of soak in at the moment. And I, I, I want you all, our Father in heaven. First, it starts with our. There's a collectiveness concerning that. It's a shared thing. It's our Father. So that means if it's our Father, that I'm your brother and you're my sister. It's all of us. So our prayers cannot be selfish. He's saying our Father. Then he says our Father. Father. It starts with our. We are not, we are, we're not, we're no longer selfish. We have needs, but so does my neighbor. So he says our Father. We are sons and daughters. He says our Father. In heaven. So heaven is above us. But because of the sacrifice of Christ, heaven is not beyond us. 
Christ makes it possible. So our heads are lifted because we look to him and to him alone. Our Father, which are in heaven. And see, what that does, that posture sets God above me. Because he's my dad, he's my father. And we are his children. And the father takes care of his children. And so I set the stage by posturing my heart and I turn towards heaven and I'm looking. Now, I don't want you to become so dogmatic that when you pray, you're doing this. I'm saying that that there's a posture of my heart that recognizes that he's a loving father. Our father, which out in heaven. And then he says, so here's what I want us to do as as, as a group. I want you to see him as your father. I want you to see him in a relationship with him, like we have a relationship with him. And he says, your name be honored as holy. He deserves the glory and the honor. Glory is a quality that's inherent in the one being glorified. So, so we, so God has glory and it's being glorified. It's being seen. So his glory is in creation. His glory is being seen. And so if we want to accurately reflect the glory of God, it's reflected through our character. To glorify God is to honor him for who he really is. God has glory because he's infinitely valuable. So his glory, we recognize. So when you call him father, when you pray to him, what you're actually praying by the posture of your heart is even if you don't believe that you're worthy to receive it, you believe that he can do it. So you're honoring him because he can do it if he wills. But see, honor is different than glory. Honor is when honor originates in your heart. Honor originates in my heart. Honor um, reflects the value that we place on something or someone. So when scripture says, honor your mother and father, they're saying, honor the title. And so people during those times, if they had challenging um, um, parents or what have you, they don't want to honor them. But the scripture says, honor them because there's a certain responsibility that the title carry regardless of whether they fulfill it or not. It's an honor. So when, he, when we say we glorify God, what we're literally saying is, I'm trying through obedience to reflect the glory of his character in my life. In other words, when God sees us, he should be able to see his reflection in what we see, what we do, how we behave, how we love one another. So we should reflect his glory by obedience. He says, your name be glory, your name be honored as holy. His name represents all that he is. Do you know his name? Psalms 9 and 10 says, those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you. You know his name, and that's why we want to learn this this first quarter. We want to set the stage. John chapter 17, verse 6, Jesus says that I have revealed your name to the people you gave me. If you're here, 
it's because he reveals a part of who he is to you. And so he says, your name be honored as holy. You know, the worst way that we take his name in vain is not when we curse, but when we carry the sign that we belong to him, but act differently. That's how we take his name in vain. So he says, your kingdom come. When we say his kingdom come, we're saying he's sovereign, he's ruler, and we are his citizens. Jesus told Pilate this way, it was the coldest thing ever. He said, Matt, my kingdom is not of this world. If I wanted to, I would take your lunch. <laughs> I'm not because <laughs> I'm doing the will of my father. But don't you sleep. There's legions that I can call. Like, they're, they're, like I, I love Elijah and his servant. Elijah was following God, I think in 2 Chronicles. Um, the, um, the, he's the following God, maybe kings, it's kings. He's following God, and the armies are surrounding the people of God, the man of God, and the servant is like, we're about to take an ale. And then the prophet says, Lord, open his eyes so he can see there's more for us than against us. And there, there, there are times, Anita, that I, I said, Lord, I'm about to take an L. Can you please open my eyes so I can see there's more? His kingdom has come. The kingdom must be at the heart of our prayers. We must think kingdom. We want the Lord to accomplish his will and his purpose. Our, God's kingdom should be our priority. God's rule is our priority. It's not a political party. It's not our agenda. It's let his kingdom come. Newsflash, every nation on the earth will pass away, including the one we live in now. We want his kingdom to come. We want the Lord to accomplish his will and his purpose. Then he says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Simple, we obey and we submit. Not our will, but his. If my will conflict with his will, I obey his will. You think? If my inclination, if I want to do something that's sin, and I can justify it and it makes sense to me, I do not change his word to obey my flesh. Okay, how old we get sin still sin? Give us today our daily bread. Daily bread. That's dependence. We should depend on him daily. Give us what we need. That concludes this week's message. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel like to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Kannapolis, Charlotte, or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast. Throughout the year, and so we're breaking the year up into, into um, quarters.
So the first quarter is learn. So we're going to learn these rhythms. Where we're going to learn silence and solitude and, and, and all these rhythms. We're going to learn those rhythms um, because we want to create habits that we, quite frankly, we last. How many of us, if we're honest, is close to burning out? Just, just lift your I'm going to pray for you. I see you. Yeah. When are you going to rest? When are you going to rest? And, and one of my unofficial, I got so many different themes for 2023, but one of my unofficial themes is PYP, protect your peace. Um, I once heard, can't remember her name, Esther's heart and transformation. She said, no is a holy word. In 2023, I'm saying no a lot. Because I'm no good to you in my burnt out yes. And so I got to learn how to say no. And I got to protect my peace. And if you're going to be a part of us, as part of the shepherding team here, I want to, to help you protect your peace. <laughs>